Oh, man, that movie. You know what? The, you say that movie always makes you want uh, noodles. It always makes me want almond Panda? cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> Fried always Panda. always want... Yeah, I always want panda. Mm, delicious. <laughs> That's what no, I always say. almond cookies. I love almond cookies. I've they're had them. A, they have such a subtle flavor to them and like a nice crunch. Nice appearance too. Just the one little almond slice just tap right on top. I'm telling you, man, we're getting really close to Foodcast with, with W. Diddy. <laughs> Today we're talking about almond cookies. We are some almond cookies. Look, we're good, huh, Dave? Look, yeah. <laughs> Favorite Asian food. <laughs> 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 to the Why Do I Talk You podcast. This is still, I think, Saul Starship 4. Gotta stop saying that. I'm still Dave Gamer Dave Naple. I'm not kidding. Whenever I have uh, to introduce myself, I like immediately start rethinking start of new tags. Out. Just phase it out, man. <laughs> but I gotta think of something like that's good. I mean, like, I'm not gonna be able to get something as good as Gamer Just Dave. be like, I am Solomon. Nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I don't oh, well. even want that. Maybe if you use your last name, it'd flow better. Welcome to to EncinaCast. <laughs> all right, anyways. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Sorry for that. Um, all right, welcome back to another uh, movie cast, a movie podcast episode. Um, we, uh, we've done, we've almost talked nothing exclusively as far as animation goes, but Disney, Disney and Pixar um almost exclusively right i don't well, think we've spoken about anything else uh it was our favorite episode i don't know what you're talking about the last time we talked about dreamworks i don't know what you're talking about you know what i'm talking about no i, I seem to remember something do you yeah i don't might have had a Spanish oh you mean flag. you mean jungle book right no, yeah no, that no, one, that one jungle was book. No. It, was, it was in a different jungle no. oh oh tarzan was it? no no Ta- different other jungle uh those are like more eastern jungles this is like a western jungle uh you know, like Native Americans and such. You mean Scott Pilgrim? Bad those are Spanish those are accents. those are Canadians. No, this not... is South, Souther, uh, America, uh, Souther of America. All right, all right. So, <laughs> so um, DreamWorks, yeah, DreamWorks has several stinkers. I, I, I have an interesting place in like the animation world. Yeah, you know? if you if if nobody is initiated out there. You should know that DreamWorks was created by a disgruntled Disney uh, employee. Right. Not unlike Don Bluth uh, and with Don Bluth pictures back <laughs> yeah, in like the so. 80s and 90s. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg, I don't, I don't really know all, all the details. I mean, I did once upon a time, but I don't really care that much. But basically he split off and he alongside Steven Spielberg and David Geffen created DreamWorks Animation. And um, their, uh, you know, their big hit premiere was Ants. I mean... That was certainly a movie. It was their premiere. I don't know how big or hit it was. It wasn't. <laughs> right. Not to mention it, it was pretty much there only to compete it with, with Bugs, Bugs Life. It was just Bugs Life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, when we look back on their whole history, up until right now of this movie, we're going to talk about Kung Fu Panda, which released in 2008. Up until then, they had maybe about a, like two winners under their hands. They had three winners. Well, three and winners, they were all yeah. called Shrek. <laughs> yeah, three box office winners but like as far as like quote unquote quality movies like they had prince of egypt yeah okay, yeah, okay. they prince had shrek really one good. and i like shrek two as well yeah um 
But that's it, isn't it? I mean, Shrek 3 was out, wasn't it? But that wasn't like, that was a moneymaker, right? That wasn't. Like, I don't know. I've never actually watched it. All neither have I, actually. I, I do like two, actually. Yeah, I do too. Um, but like, what else is in there? The B movie, the <laughs> internet's favorite movie, um, <laughs> and El Dorado, of course. Um, I mean, it seems like other people like that. But Shark Tale. Yeah, that was a thing. A couple of uh, Ardman pictures, like like. like was the, Osmosis Jones DreamWorks? No, um, no. Osmosis was Jones was. Guy? Was WB Animations, I think. Oh. Blue Sky wasn't yeah, out that yet. Makes, that makes more sense. Because um, anyway. I remember they had a they had a TV show after that too. Because they, they were did just that good. We should probably talk about <laughs> Osmosis. No, Jones. we definitely. That is an interesting not. movie I've to discuss. I've never watched that movie, and You've... I've never wanted to. Oh, that settles it. We are watching. No, it. that settles it. No, you should not have said that you've never seen it. Mm-mm. It is done. No. It is set in stern. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh, we'll have a double feature too osmosis jones and the iron giant uh, oh god <laughs> maybe i'll like iron giant now i don't know this is definitely not not something i was interested oh, in this is anyway beautiful. my hands are rubbing and devious <laughs> anyway dreamworks is actually pretty good nowadays yeah, they really are. They have, I don't know what happened. Well, this movie happened, in my opinion. Well, maybe it was. Uh, I will just certainly say that this is probably the best movie. I'd say this is probably my favorite DreamWorks movie. Really? Um, or at least this franchise, yeah. Cause okay. Because I do like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. But I like Kung Fu Panda better. I never liked, a lot of people really love How to Train Your Dragon, and I can see why, but I never quite got into it as much as Kung Fu Panda. I don't, like, love it, How to Train Your Dragon. Like, I I still have yet to rewatch number two, and I actually yeah. kind of liked number two. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm not, like, so head over heels with it. Um, I guess after Kung Fu Panda would be either Shrek 1 or 2, but Shrek 1 and 2 are really nostalgic in my mind. I remember Shrek being, like, the one movie that all my teachers put on before Christmas break. Yeah, teachers um, did really like putting that movie on. Mm-hmm. Why? Why was that? It was simple, man. I guess. Was it because they could enjoy it, too? Because it was, like, a little bit more adulty? <laughs> no. I don't know. Teachers aren't watching the movie at the same time. You don't think so? No, they're they're trying to catch up on all their other works, and they don't have to worry about it during the Christmas break. All right. <laughs> um, and, uh... Uh, um, yeah, so I'd probably say Kung Fu Panda and the Shrek ones are probably like my favorite. I, but you know what? Let's be. I'll speaking personally. I was I've been burnt out by DreamWorks by the time Kung Fu Panda came out, mm. and I was fully on Pixar's side. You know, Ratatouille. We just talked about that came out just the year before. I mean, how much had you actually been paying attention to what they were putting out? I mean, you know what I mean, when you say burned out, it kind of implies that you had like tried their stuff and it was no good. I I just remember seeing the ads for most of them and being like. Yeah, okay, that can exist over there, you know? Well, B-Movie, there was no way I was going to see B-Movie. No. I still haven't. <laughs> what child um, is like, Mom, it's just it's Seinfeld. I want to go <laughs> see that movie. My well, favorite comedian. Well, it's like, Mom, it's a cartoon. It's see now, you it. know? <laughs> I love bees. Have you ever even seen any of no. like the B movie memes? I've seen like oh the memes. Yeah, I don't know if I've actually watched. I mean, I've seen that they exist. I don't think that I've watched any. Of them, I've never actually so seen like, any of them in full. But like, the internet is the worst place in the world. <laughs> the internet is truly the worst. You people. <laughs> you know that MatPat right, vi- that, <laughs> that MatPat video where he like you know like masked out all of like the long ones. Wait, what? 
Oh, yeah. The Game Theory video, yeah. Right, yeah. The internet, you are the worst. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself, but you're not going to be. No, not really. So anyways, again, Kung Fu Panda, here we are. So this definitely leading up to this movie, Kung Fu Panda is definitely the best movie that came out of this sort of era. Prince of Egypt is is also a really awesome movie. Yeah, Um Kung sure. Fu Panda, though, is, is an original story for the most part. Um I mean, it's not based part. off. Well, it's not based off any like source material. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, Dave, is this not your favorite Pixar or, or Jane Merck's movie? No, it's not. Oh, what is? Uh, Kung Fu Panda Two. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> no, I gotta be specific. I yeah, guess. that is. That's. I guess what I'm referring to Kung Fu Panda. I'm referring to like the franchise. I guess. Oh, sure, whole. but in terms of franchise, like, what is there? There's this, there's Shrek, and there's How to Train Your Dragon. Like, that's only really three. Like, if you're talking about individual movie, like, I don't know. Why do I'm so lost on like any recent movies they've done lately? Didn't they do some like the box trolls? Was that them? No, that is um, that's like a. <laughs> this is kind of we should stop like displaying our ignorance of everything they've done and just talk about this movie and why we like it. Whatever, who's listening? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so Kung Fu Panda, um, you know. I did miss this in the theaters. I didn't see it. I didn't see it in the theaters either. Okay, I um, I think. The combination of Jack Black and like you know some sort of like martial arts and movie also pa- Jack Black. <laughs> well, like a martial arts movie parody. I I assumed you know it's not, but you know I sort of assumed that it was. Yeah. Um, and um, I just I was like I'm kind of done. And then like I remember it was like, oh like Jackie Chan's in this movie too. I'm like, <laughs> is he a major character? No, he's a no. voice actor. Oh okay. <laughs> And then if I want that, I'll watch the Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Although he wasn't even the voice yeah, in there either. Was voice. A really slightly offensive imitation of Jackie Chan's. How was that okay? Because Jackie Chan said it was okay. <laughs> yeah, he and and he's in Jackie the, Chan he's says in the it's intro okay. too. Like, yeah. yeah, it's all good. He had like the things at the end too, where he would talk about his movie making days. Oh, or that's whatever. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's truly, cool. tr- truly the the best time. What a period. gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, comes out in June 2008, Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw this movie was on a tour bus uh, with Dave. <laughs> I think it might have been concert band tour that this time. Probably. Um, and I died <laughs> watching it, man. <laughs> oh, man, I absolutely died. I had no idea what I was missing Yeah. Uh, when I watched it. My goodness. <laughs> and it still stands up today, man. Yeah. We There's always wrong with this. The animation's still great. Like it doesn't look dated at all, really. No. Yeah. We always like to try to watch uh, movies before we talk about them on an episode, and so of course we did this time as well. And yeah, like all the jokes still completely land. Yeah, all the animation is still done really well. Mm-hmm. All the stylized animation too, with like slow mo effects and freeze frame effects. Yeah, and even the really different good. styles of animation, like in the flashbacks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Work still very, very well. Yep. It is a good movie. It is a good movie. So the movie starts um, with Jack Black. <laughs> well, hold on, pause. What had Jack Black done before this? Oh, he did a lot of stuff. He was already the name. Okay. Uh, well, pa- I know he was the name, but like as, as you know, I, I don't know if those movies were for me necessarily as a kid, you know? Um, so I'm not. I mean, had he had, had he done Tenacious D? <laughs> oh yeah, Tenacious D had been a thing all throughout the '90s. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, as far as well, like, the movie, I mean, the movie came out. I'm I'm fairly certain it did. Let me look. Okay. The movie, t- yeah, it did. It came out about two years before. Mm-hmm. Along with that, um, before then was Nacho Libre. That's was like that a, really before. Yeah, it was. Wow, crazy. Um, and then King Kong. 
You remember he was in King Kong? No. Did you ever see that movie? No. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, rather, it's okay that you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, School of Rock. School, School of, of Rock, Rock came out before this, was... right? Yes. Yeah, must, yeah, must have been. Okay. Way before then. I'm, I'm still looking back here. Yeah. Uh, King Kong was in, in 05. Shark Tale was in 04. Was he in that? I guess so. I've All never right. seen it. Uh, he had a cameo in Anchorman, which was also 04. Mm-hmm. School of Rock was 03. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, he had a he was a voice in Ice Age as well. <laughs> and then he was in right. Shallow Hal. So other like smaller roles like going in before then. So he was a yeah. name. And I mean, come on, he was in King Kong before then also. So he was a name. In- <laughs> everybody, you know, King Kong. Know. Well, it's just because, you know, everybody, kn- everybody, that was, that movie was a hullabaloo. Was it? It was. It was I, I mean, hullabaloo. for me, and I think for the audience, of this movie, like speaking kids, I feel like the most important one on that list is probably School of Rock, because that was just Libre. him being funny. Nacho Libre. I might be. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. It might be Nacho Libre. Mm-hmm. I I, I th- School of Rock, Nacho Libre. He was a he was a known force in kids movies. Yeah, he was. Because he's a he's a funny guy, darn it. He really is. Yeah. Come on. I know Jack Black has his haters, but like I just. What's wrong with you? I really want to meet him. Yeah. Although I'll, I'll make a fool of myself, I'm sure. He'd be way over. Oh, the top Jack Black, how are you doing? <laughs> He'd be way over the top for me, you know. I, w- I wonder how much of that persona actually comes out and like who he is. But eh. I mean, maybe. But like, I'm sure he's at at the end of the day, he's just like a cool dude. You yeah, know? sure. Anyway, Jack Black is kind of the pull for this movie, and so that's how we start. Yeah, he really is. And in fact, Jack Black is pretty much completely embodied in the character of Poe. Also, yeah, like this. <laughs> It really does. I can't find any evidence for it, but like it just seems like this whole character was written specifically with Jack Black in mind. Yeah, you. Can, I can't really imagine anyone else doing this character. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's it's great though. He does yeah. it, he does it he does it really well because he plays it as Jack Black, mm-hmm. and yet it's totally believable coming out of this this animated panda. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts out with him narrating this the story of this of this mysterious warrior <laughs> who who is loved and feared at the same time and everybody loves him and the furious five this group of five masters was also like friends with him we should hang out you know and they're (laughs) they're all friends and then you find it's just a dream he actually works at this uh, this little noodle restaurant with his father the goose do they ever say his dad's name uh let me look really quickly it's it's mr ping it's mr ping mr ping's noodle house yeah Yeah. that's right um so yeah his his father's a goose (laughs) and he works in this noodle house uh with him but like of course he only wants to do kung fu he has like all these figures of the of the five furious five masters and he has all these posters he's got all these shurikens on his wall yeah like he's he's aware of like the lore and like the legends of all these like kung fu heroes and whatnot Mm -hmm. that's what he really wants um so, uh, meanwhile, oh, we should mention who voices his dad. Oh, the the illustrious James Hong. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know that name, you have heard his voice. Yeah, like you he have. he uh, he usually plays like the same role of like you know the Chinese the old, like uh, older Asian guy. Yeah, yeah, but like not the wise old Asian guy. No, like the, the goofy one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but he plays his role so well. He's in Mulan as what's his name? I don't remember as that guy's a, name. Um, Oh, this is embarrassing. It, the advisor guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is embarrassing. How often do they say his name? Oh, his though? name is actually Chifu in That's the movie. right, Chifu. Yeah. Chifu. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he's in he's in a lot of other stuff. His his filmography is actually huge. Diablo. <laughs> Diablo, <laughs> Diablo, yeah, 3. as competition. Yeah. Um, but like his filmography is huge because he always 
he's a bit player. You know what I mean? He only yeah. plays the bit roles, but he does them so well. And from, so well. and from what I understand, he's always super dedicated to each of those roles too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just. He, I mean, and it comes through in this character in this movie too. Mm-hmm. He loves his work for sure. Kung Fu Panda Two, we'll talk about later. He definitely oh, yeah. ups up his character so much. Too. Yeah, he does. So, meanwhile, um, we go up to the Jade Palace, which is like the like the, the home base for all everything Kung Fu, basically. Yeah. That's where the, the Furious Five live and train as well. Mm. Um, the Furious Five are all like, they're all animals based on like different Kung Fu styles, right? Martial arts style. Yeah, there's Tigress, who's the master of the tiger style. Right. Crane, same. Viper, same. same. Mantis, same. And Monkey. Who's Jackie Chan? Who is Jackie Chan? <laughs> Has maybe a grand total of five lines. Yeah, in the whole movie. maybe. I think I'm more just four. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the their leader is this cute little red panda named Master Shifu, voiced by Dustin Hoffman. That's the only weird casting I think is in the whole movie. Dustin Hoffman is amazing, and so he always, he does this role really well. But like, it's still just an interesting voice cast, in my opinion. Mm. I don't know. I, I get. I it doesn't destroy the movie for me, but it, it's interesting. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really distract me. But I don't know him for much else, so. Of course, that you, helps. of course you don't. No, of course I don't. So um, he gets summoned by his master, who's who's still there. Uh, his name is he's this, this big old Galapagos tortoise named Basically. Master Ugwe, uh, voiced by his name is Randall Duck Kim. He's he's like a famous like Korean actor. Basically, okay. um, he gets a vision that. You don't know who this is yet, but uh, this this crazy snow leopard thing named Tai Lung will return. And that completely scares the crap out of Shifu. <clears throat> and so he sends more people out. And so he sends then, this duck to be like, he go sends tell, this, them, to yeah, go tell him at this prison that they have him in to double everything. Yeah. Um, and so they're all like, you know, the only thing that can stop him is the dragon warrior. And they're all like, well, how do we find this dragon warrior? Like, what do, what do we do? And Ugo is like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me into the humor of this movie. So I so Shrek is funny. Shrek yeah. 2 is funny. Yeah. Um <laughs> Their humor though is is I, you know, we sort of said this in the El Dorado cast where DreamWorks definitely tried to be the more like edgy humor like yeah studio so like more adult. Yeah, so some of their humor is like based off of like sneaking in a swear. Or like you know more like toilet like humor, a double entendre, and yeah, entendre humor and whatnot. So a lot of their humor was, I, that's what I think of when I think of Shrek, and that's I think of yeah. Shrek too. Shrek two does that a lot also. Yeah. Um, but Kung Fu Panda is much more organic in their in their comedy. Like it's more character driven. Yeah. Uguay is <clears throat> Uguay is is the wise leader, right? Yeah. Um, at the and and a, he is completely you know unstoppable. He is amazing. He shows a couple of scenes where he does that. At the same time, though, he's like completely at peace with life. Yeah. And he's, he's also completely chill. okay with just messing with people. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and it it does such a good job of showing that quickly too, because he gets off like. Uh, Shifu hears that like Ugwe called for him. He's like, Master, you called for me? And he gets down very slowly <laughs> from his little stick. And like kind of insinuates his bad news. And then there's all these candles around him. Because you know, it's all candles lit. And he just starts blowing them out. <laughs> With this fantastic like facial animation of like this turtle. Which I don't know how they did, but it looks great. Or, like his big old long neck. And Shifu was just looking at him like, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't have all day. I kinda... <laughs> and there's a point where like Uwe's about to like talk to him, and then yeah. he just. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my gosh. And so Shifu just blows them all out in one single like, like swipe. Kung Fu swing, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> and oh man. Um, the first time I saw this movie, most of Uguay's lines and a couple of Ho's lines caught me completely off guard. Yeah. Uh, in the best way, I think. Like I was on I was on a tour bus. Has anybody here ever seen a movie on a charter bus? It's the worst experience in the world. <laughs> You're always Come either on, too close to the speaker or too far from the speaker, or too far from the from the monitor the screen, or yeah. just too dang close to it. Or you're just trying to sleep because you've seen this movie already. And so you're just like, oh, I can't do anything I want to do here. And so, But I, I don't know how, but I managed to have a really awesome experience still watching it there. Um, Who are you sitting with? It wasn't you because you were sitting next to Sam. I don't think so. Um, I, maybe I was sitting next to... <laughs> okay. Never mind. Sorry if somebody has a good memory of so sitting like, next to me watching Kung Fu. So it was me. I had the best time with you. How could you forget me? But I do remember, like, I remember, like, seeing you react to me react also. Because you had already <laughs> seen it and I hadn't. Yeah. Um, And just, like, yeah, just, like, reacting to everything that I just didn't know was coming. Mm -hmm. It was great. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we have this scene. But, um, yeah, I mean, the humor is weird because... It, it tries to catch you off guard, right? It always hits you with what you're not expecting. Mm -hmm. But the movie as a whole doesn't feel like, and you talked about this, where it doesn't feel like it doesn't take itself seriously. Because mm -hmm. it, it does. It feels like it's touching on some stuff that they want you to like get and hold on to. And they're like, this is serious and we want you to take it seriously. But it never takes itself too seriously. Or no, it's not even that. It just like, it feels character driven it feels like yeah this is what this character would do so it doesn't actually feel like it came out of left field it's just like well that's Uguay. and like well that's poe and you can just <laughs> laugh at it without feeling like they're trying to pull you out of what the movie's doing you know that's what i mean it's like the characters are are good characters they're strong characters yeah yeah and it's like you know whenever i say good characters like in a movie like i'm always feeling like it should be like oh they go through this big arc or like you yeah, know they like no. but it's not it's not character in the way of character arc. It's character in the way of personality. They they have a character who you feel like... Writers always like to say that if you're writing a story and you realize that... You start to realize that your character is taking it in a direction that you didn't want it to go because the character is so strong. Yeah. Like, that's kind of when you know you've made a good character. Because when you've made a character who's established enough and, like, you know what they're like and what they want and how they would react in this situation, even if it isn't what would stereotypically happen in this situation, like, that's when you have a good character. Yeah. When they're consistent and their actions all make sense. Yeah. It, it doesn't take you out because you're like, oh, yeah, that is that is exactly what Uguay would do here. It's and it establishes it so quickly. It's really impressive. Yeah. It's almost like they combine two, like, old character tropes. Yeah. There's the old character trope of the one who is only wise and only speaks in nothing but proverbs. And then there's the senile, like, old character. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Uguay kind of does both. And the combination of which is the perfect balance to where... Well, we'll get to this later, but to where when something happens to that character, you're affected very yeah. deeply. Yeah. Okay, so um, so they talk about the Dragon Warrior, that this is a thing. Prophecy, yada, yada, you kind of know what's going to happen. But what happens is that there's a big call in the valley where they all live. Uh, to that they're gonna they're gonna decide who the dragon warrior is, and they all just assume that it's gonna be one of the furious five because they're the best fighters like in the whole area. That doesn't imply it. It's, it's not like inviting people to come try out and like right. see it's, it's like come see the five, show off their skills, and see who winds up being the dragon warrior. Right. Like it's gonna be a big old show, big old party. So Poe hears about this, and he uh, 
um, he goes up there. I guess I should mention also he kind of lied to his dad just to make him happy um, that he had this dream about noodles. And according to his dad, um, when you have the, the noodle, when you have the noodle dream, then you're finally worthy to hear about the secret ingredient in his secret ingredient soup. And Poe is just sort of saying this just to make him happy, you know. But kung fu is really what he wants to do. So he goes, he goes up because he, he up wants there a, under like the guise of like, yeah, I'm going up there to sell noodles, Dad. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> but he's really going up there to to watch kung fu because that's yeah. what he wants to do. Um, he can't make it up the steps because he's a big panda. Well, not um, well, with his cart. Because <laughs> he, he well, initially yeah. like brings the cart like he's going to, and then he's like, all right, this is not going to work for me. So he can't make it in before the gate's closed. Um, he he tries several visual gags to try to get in. And they're they're good visual gags. They're good visual they gags. They play on your expectations a little bit. It's too. good cartoony humor. Shrek yeah. never really played too much on cartoony humor. No, it was a little too realistic. Yeah, like, it was trying to be too much. Style yeah. was trying. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. That's fine. It's uh, yeah, just not the direction it wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tried several cartoony attempts to get in there. He then tries a fireworks laden <laughs> chair to rocket him into them. Like you do. Um, his dad finds him. And uh, kind of like, you know, that's when Poe has to tell him, like, I love Kung Fu. When his chair does nothing, <laughs> which is perfectly timed. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, it does end up going off. <laughs> Lots of visual gags there as well with him running into walls and scraping his face on everything. and So he flies out of the sky, it appears, in this big, <laughs> wonderful display of fireworks into the ground and kind of gets knocked out a little bit. Um, before then, though, Uguay, like stops the crowd because he, like, he senses the dragon warrior nearby. Yeah, that was what sort of triggered Poe's like, extreme measures. He's like, I am going to choose the dragon warrior. And Poe's like, I've got to get in. Mm-hmm. And then all this happens and such and such. So he, uh, the Furious Five lines up because they're waiting to be pointed at, whoever it is. Poe comes to to see Uguay pointing at him. <laughs> um, and and yeah, they're they're all like, like, oh, it's the dragon warrior, yay. And so they all carry him into the palace. <laughs> the whole time he's like, uh, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. Guys, I don't, <laughs> wait. So I the mean, fi- okay. So the five is like completely heartbroken and so is Shifu. Shifu is just sort of like, you're wrong, right? Like, of course it's one of these guys. It's not, you're wrong, right? You're yeah. wrong. Um, and so he basically tries to devise a plan where he'll be able to get him out of there like before anything happens. By basically like, tormenting him with ridiculously difficult. Because of course he's not the dragon warrior. Yeah. Right? Of course he's not. Right. Um. So... <laughs> That's basically what happens. Fast forwarding quite a bit. Um, that's basically what happens. Oh, there's also another scene where we actually go to the prison. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Because the messenger finally gets there. And you see that Ta- Tai Long is in this completely high security prison only devoted to him because mm-hmm. uh, he's that dangerous. It's like way, way, way several leagues underground. Yeah, all with a bunch of rhinos. Kind of like straight out of Robin Hood. I just realized that the guards in that oh. movie are rhinos too. Oh. Hmm. Eh. Um, he's in this like this like turtle shell that's like outfitted with all these things that are like hitting his nerves, his pressure points or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. like and then his his arms are like uh, like outside of a cliff, like being chained together by these heavy rocks, so he can't move there. He's completely immobilized, basically. Except all the while, for his the, tail. That's right. <laughs> all the while, all the guards are completely cocky about how high security their prison is. Um, and like showing the the poor duck around, like like oh wow, you can never escape here. And the duck is like, I'm. Can I just go now, please? Yeah, I, I, so I, I believe you. It's okay. I don't need to. <laughs> so, because he's a duck, though, and because he's sort of sort of being jerked around a lot by this poor rhino, he ends up leaving a feather, uh, which 
uh, I mean, it's kind of fast forwarding, but that is essentially how Tai Lung gets out. Yeah. But uh, uh, we we come we jump back uh, to the Furious Five and with Poe, and yeah, there's several there's several scenes where you know the Furious Five are training. Poe just gets rocked every <laughs> single time. Yeah, a lot of visual gags here too. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you could talk about the part where the with sort of the training so there's a part where he like goes into their training building which you had seen earlier in the movie sort of very briefly and so he like accidentally gets knocked onto it and Saul was just pointing out like you know in in a lot of other movies this would be the part where he just like accidentally breezes through the whole thing and everyone's shocked and like but that is not what happens (laughs) (laughs) he he just gets hit knocked around in every place imaginable and thrown around and blown up and singed and all that good stuff yes and if you haven't seen it He's not exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> Blown up and singed and everything that all happens. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, so, yeah, lots of sequences where Poe is just failing a lot. Um, but he's still sort of trying to push on because, like, you know, he wants to he wants to be good at kung fu. He wants to keep pushing on. And there's because he, like, he, you can tell he, like, isn't really sure what's happening. But he's, like, trying to play along because he, like, actually respects these people. Right? Because he, like, respects Shifu and he respects Ukwe. He's like, well, I mean, I guess I'm here, so, like, I'll do what you want me to do. Like, you're the master. But he's like, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, but, like, <laughs> come on. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm not going to turn that down. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. <sighs> so, we basically, more fast-forwarding, we get to the scene where Poe is stress-eating all these peaches <laughs> by a cliff. Yeah. Um, Ugwe kind of comes up behind them and is just like, I see you found the sacred peach tree of eternal wisdom or whatever <laughs> it is. And he just turned around, Poe has like 15 peaches just like Shoved shoved in his mouth. Oh, I thought it was just a normal, a normal peach tree. <laughs> and then, and Ugwe again, is, is speaking, well, okay, she's... His dialogue is so great. Yeah. Again, playing with your expectations of what you expect this character to be, and not in the most drastic way, but like, what does he say? Something like, like, oh, I totally just made a fool of myself. Uwe just goes, totally. He's like, he's like, I probably sucked more than anyone in the history of sucking. Probably. Probably. And the five totally hate me. Totally. totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. But Uwe just completely encourages him. You know, tries to tries to get him to keep you know moving on not to think about the future not to think about the past but to focus on the focus on the now because it is a gift because it's a gift and that's like i asked i was like i hear that a lot now where did it come from before this and we were both kind of like i'm not really sure i I feel like i've heard this is where everyone knows it from now you know i don't know i don't Mm. hear anybody saying like well it's just like kung fu panda says (laughs) i feel like i feel like hear people saying that really I feel like I've heard that. I've never heard that. I've heard the saying, but anyways. Sure. So um uh so then Tai Lung fully escapes. Yeah. Um in a great action sequence, really. There's a lot of great action sequences. I was gonna say they must have had a lot of fun animating this movie. (laughs) I was gonna say, Dave, I wonder if movies like this would have truly existed if it weren't for the Incredibles. I feel like The Incredibles sort of proved that you can do CG movies and make them action oriented cool and actually good. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, I can't really think of. I mean, Mulan didn't have cool action scenes, but it was kind of military, and there were there were some cool things in that movie, right? Yeah, it wasn't like this, and certainly not in CG. Right. Yeah, but 
Yeah, it's interesting. That definitely wasn't the direction of things up to this point. You right, know? right. Or at least up to the Incredibles. Because I'm just because there's a lot of like actual hand to hand combat, but this whole scene is mostly Tai Lung like, just like doing flips, pretty and much doing flips direction. and like maneuvering through all the odds yeah. that are against him, and knocking stuff. giant trebuchet bolts all around. Just the visuals are really awesome. Like there's one yeah. part where. You know, actually, there's several times where they're just all like, he's not going to get past this, and he gets he past gets this. Past <laughs> well, he's not going to get past this. He gets past that. Yeah. He really won't get past this. He really gets past that. <laughs> he really gets past it. <laughs> but one of those moments is where, like, like at least, like, a million archers are, like, up yeah. there, and they shoot all arrows at him. Like, there's no way to escape that. But he finds a way to escape it. And, of course, the visuals are all, like, all in of the slow arrows mo. Have, like, Yeah, they have, like, these red feather tips at the end, mm-hmm. so it looks really nice. The, this film really does play a lot with slow motion and freeze frames, mm. um, which I think is supposed to be more or less callbacks to like 70s kung fu films that did that a lot. Yeah. It sort of played a lot with what well, with the frame, you know, like with slow-mo shots or with uh, 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 freeze frame shots and whatnot. And they do that quite a bit in here. Like there's always, there's usually a scene where like Tai Long just like completely rocks somebody's face and it'll just like freeze and that person's face getting Whoa. rocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, slow-mos happen a lot here too either just like to show some incredible feat they're doing or just like fighting in slow-mo and whatnot yeah it's good it's it's really visually appealing yeah all the kung fu looks legit too <coughs> especially with like the five and tigress like i feel like all her stuff looks really like real like what you would expect kung fu to look like right yeah yeah so he gets out of the prison and the poor duck is still there. <laughs> and so he just grabs the duck by the neck. Man, I feel for this guy. And he gets away. It's fine. He does, yeah. And tells him to go back to Shifu and tell him that he's fully escaped. And so um, so he does. And he, he eventually gets back and tells Shifu that, that he escaped. So Shifu immediately runs over to Ugwe. Um, and w- all the while, like Shifu is saying, like, we need the actual dragon warrior. Like, you know, it was an accident, right? There are no accidents, you know. You said, you said that already. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> that was not an accident either. Three Thrice. times. <laughs> and so, um, so, so Uguay has to give him, like, a, you know, he has to talk him down again and, you know, be, you know, telling him that, like, you know, the Dragon War will also give you inner peace and stuff like that. You just have to trust me and yada yada. Yeah. Have we got into, like, Tai Long's backstory at this point? Oh. There's some interactions where... Poe is kind of interacting with the five and his interactions with them are kind of cool too because at first they start off like really awkward and it's kind of obvious that they really don't like him. But eventually like uh, Viper seems to feel bad, right? Yeah, Viper kind of warms up to him. She's like, oh, this poor guy is like really going through a lot. I don't want to hurt him. It's yeah. just kind of like, you know, he didn't ask for this. Like, you know. And Crane is just sort of like apathetic a little, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Crane just kind of wants his space and Tigress <laughs> hates his guts. Monkey is played by Jackie Chan, so he doesn't actually say anything (laughs) and mantis i don't know mantis is kind of mantis eventually kind of sides with uh so anyway in the midst of one of those scenes uh tigress winds up explaining tai long's backstory which turns out what's like well you can tell it well okay well so basically uh tai long arrives at the doorstep of the jade palace as a baby it's like never explained either yeah just a little abandoned baby right (laughs) yeah uh, Shifu discovers him and like raises him as his own and finds that he has this crazy aptitude for Kung Fu. And so he trains him like all the way until adulthood. Basically like assuming that he's the dragon warrior. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, and turns out he's like extremely lethal as well. Like yeah. he's, he's crazy. So when he was like old enough and whatnot, and he's all like, so I'm the dragon warrior, right? Ugwe's like, 
No. no. <laughs> uh, the, the the line in the movie is, but Master Uwe saw darkness in his heart. <laughs> yeah, some real Kingdom Hearts. Real Kingdom Heartsy. yeah. But So basically, this completely enrages him, and he goes on this big old tirade and is like ransacking the castle and just like keep, you know beating up a ton of people. Villagers, yeah. Yeah, um, he even like, he beats up Shifu pretty much. And he goes over to Uguay. Well, rather, he's trying to just go ahead and forcibly take the dragon scroll. Which is like the scroll and this crazy dragon above this little pond. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Which is supposed to like reveal the powers of the dragon warrior that only the dragon warrior is allowed to read. Yeah. So he's about to forcibly take it. Uguay just <laughs> stops him cold. Stops him cold with just a couple of nerve hits with his finger. Yeah, with like his big turtle fingers too, which makes it really sad. Yeah, just He's got like really big turtle nails. Yeah, like that. It's great. It's great. Yeah. So he's knocked out cold, and that's how he gets inside the whole prison there. Like, and but, that's that's yeah. where he's there. Well, and that's all to say, like, basically, that's why Shifu doesn't have inner peace. It's like it really messed him up. Mm-hmm. So, and Tigress has like vested interest in this too because she sort of got into the school in the same way. And she's also a big cat because uh, <laughs> yeah. Tai Lung's a snow leopard. Um, and, like, you see a couple of scenes exactly mirroring Tai Lung's uh, uh, training. But Shifu at this point is just completely distraught and just sort of like, yeah, do better, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why he doesn't have inner peace. So he goes over to Uguay, uh, like, we, you know, back over to here. And Uguay just tells him, you know, the dragon warrior will give you inner peace. And... He dies. <laughs> he dies. It's a very beautiful scene. They're yeah. over. They're over by the peach tree, and um, and a bunch of peach blossoms just sort of like you know float in the air. The main theme in the movie plays. Uh, the score is written by Hans Zimmer, John Powell, and great score, great score, and plays up in a nice little crescendo. And he just sort of like is one with like the chi <laughs> the of kung universe. fu, you know, like yeah. that. But the point is, is that he's now he's no longer with them, you know. So and this was good. This was good too because like in other tropes. He would have, like, died fighting or something, you know? Or, like, somebody would have, like, killed him in the night or something. You know, either way, you wouldn't (laughs) have had the guy who could just take out the the master villain in just a couple of finger hits, right? Mm -hmm. But this was a good way for him to go out, I think. Yep. And just to leave Shifu completely in charge. Um, At this point, Poe is pretty much completely warmed up to everybody because he is still an amazing noodle cook and makes them dinner for everybody. Um, yeah. And that's when Shifu reveals to everybody that Tai Lung has actually escaped. Poe just decides to run away. Yeah, he's like, yep, yeah, nope, nope, He's nope, like, nope. all right, this was fun when there wasn't a crazy psycho <laughs> snow leopard coming to kill everyone and all our hopes hinged on me. But uh, maybe not quite now. There's actually a nice scene right there, actually, where like Poe is like talking about his like futility to like Shifu. And Shifu is like trying to be, you know, as stern a leader as like, and, you know, following Uwe's line of, you know, advice of just like you know he's the dragon warrior teacher yeah, believe in him yeah and, and poe was just like how are you actually going to train this you know and poe and she was just like i don't know yeah <laughs> the next morning um he uh well actually that night uh the furious five realized they're like you know what guys we're just going to do this ourselves. Even though Shifu tells them specifically, like, don't do that. <laughs> right. Tigress kind of runs off, and then the others are like, yeah, we'll come help you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the next morning, uh, Shifu, like, awakens to hear not much. So he sort of, d- like, walks around the cabin and hears a lot of breaking and a lot of ransacking <laughs> happening. It's in the pantry, and Poe is just like breaking into like cabinets and stuff and drawers like just not even like rolling it out to open it he's just, just like punching them and like <laughs> yeah, reaching and grabbing, and grabbing things um 
And uh, he finds that when he's motivated by food, he's actually strangely acrobatic. Yeah. He's, like, up 10 feet high doing full splits. Yeah, he tells him, like, monkey keeps his cookies, his, his almond cookies. His almond cookies. Almond, very important, <laughs> almond cookies. <laughs> and he's just munching and munching and munching them. Yeah. So then Shifu realizes that he can't train him the way that he trained the Furious Five. He needs to basically motivate him with food. Yeah. So there's a big, wonderful training sequence, just like any other training montage you've ever seen. But in this case, it's Poe. Yeah. And everything is like food related. Like he's trying to like make like this one where he's doing push ups to like eat something on the ground. But he can't quite get low enough. <laughs> because well, because there's like a big thing of like charcoals underneath his belly. Oh yeah. So he can't stay low enough. He has to go up anyways. And so that in effect makes him do push ups. All this culminates into this big like quote unquote fight scene where they're trying to eat some dumplings. He tells them like, Oh, you're free to eat some dumplings. <laughs> and he's like, I can just I can just eat them. You're yeah. not gonna do anything. Go ahead. Okay. He takes him up with his chopsticks, and then what happens? Just <laughs> Shifu just, oh, just <laughs> like zooms on over and gets it, or just like stops him every single time. Yeah. So then you know they fight over the final one, and like now you see that like Poe actually has like gotten in some really awesome training. Mm -hmm. As long as he's thinking about dim sum. I mean, <laughs> isn't that really all of us? Yeah, isn't that mm, dim sum? <laughs> Um, so, uh, before this happens though, so the, the Furious Five actually runs into Tai Lung, um, over this like really big, like precarious rope bridge. Yeah. And, um, I mean, long story short, they think they have him, but that's then a really good fight. So it is, it like, is really, and they all get to like show off and it's pretty cool. They work together, teamwork. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really good fight. <laughs> but Tai Lung comes back and, um, Gets him with his nerve attacks. Yeah, just turns like, out he knows that now, mm -hmm, too. Just like how Uguay did before. Yeah. Um, so that's scary. Um, but he purposely doesn't do it to Crane so that he can take them all back to the to the temple and just be like a you know, an emissary, like I'm coming. Yeah. You know? Um, so they they come back as soon as Poe and Ty and uh, Shifu are done training. And uh, but then that's when they realize, like, yes, but now we can open the dragon scroll. And so they go mm -hmm. in there, the, this wonderful ceremony, getting the dragon scroll down. <laughs> um, and then uh, Poe opens it. Well, Shifu opens it for <laughs> Poe. And then uh, he like reads it and he screams in horror. And then it's blank. Yeah, it's blank. And so <laughs> great. Shifu was like, no, I'm not supposed to look at it. Wait, what do you mean? Let me see that thing. <laughs> see that stupid thing. And he does the thing where he kind of closes it and opens it a few times. And it's like, right, right, right. But they don't actually, it's funny because they don't actually show you what it is. It like has this golden shine on like Poe's face. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's nothing. And they don't actually show it to you. And so you're just like, <laughs> Um yeah, so so they find that it's blank, and they're all just pretty much distraught. They're like, Everyone's "Well, like, oh, Master Huguay was just a crazy old yeah, guy." Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. So um, they decide just to evacuate the entire valley because Thailand can literally kill all of them in like the span of like five minutes. Mm -hmm. So they evacuate the entire valley, and Shifu just says, "Like, I won't be able to kill him, but I'll be able to hold him off, yeah. and and that'll be like my my uh, that'll rectify like what I've done." You yeah. Know? So. Um, so that's essentially what happens. Uh, she, uh, uh, tai Lung arrives at the temple and um, is trying to get the scroll, but he can't. And Shifu is like, you know, well, because it's not there. And Shifu is holding it back in another fight sequence where Shifu is just getting beaten to a complete Wreck, yeah. pulp, man. <laughs> it's it's quite sad. <laughs> Shifu is trying his best and he's yeah. holding his own, but Tai Lung is just like, like... At one point winds up with like fire fists and all yeah. kinds of other crazy Great malarkey. visuals. Great yeah, visuals happening really there. Crazy. Yeah, he like crashes into like this like torch 
and like still has like fire on his fist and is like fighting uh, Shifu with it. It's 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 good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Stuff that like you know that it's like this is completely over the top, but it's like <laughs> but it is awesome over the top, right? Yeah. Um, so just before uh, Shifu is about to actually get his, Poe comes back up the big old steps. He's like all out of breath and whatnot. Yeah, another stair guy. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the dragon warrior. And he's like, him? He's a panda. You're a panda. This is a great line. You're a panda. Because like, if he doesn't like, know. He's a panda. You're a panda. <laughs> Um, and he reveals that he has the scroll on him. So then Tylon comes at him immediately. But <laughs> this, the greatest thing about this fight scene is not necessarily like Poe is now as good as Tylon in that one little training montage. Mm-hmm. It's that Tylon has never trained for Poe. <laughs> Poe yeah, is yeah. literally the most bouncy thing <clears throat> in this whole world. And so like virtually every blow that he can land on Poe, he'll just be able to bounce back yeah. and get him back at that same amount of force. And Tylung just doesn't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he like, they like tumble down, down steps and somehow Tylung gets his butt in his face, Poe's <laughs> butt in his face every single time. It's hilarious. They have this this great like sort of keep away fight in the in the valley with everybody gone. Extremely, you know, like calling back to um, the final scene in the training montage yeah. when they're trying to play keep away with the with the dumpling. There's like a few things in this scene that all call back, and like that's a really good. It's a, one of the best parts of this movie is like everything about it calls back to something that happened earlier, and we'll get to another one of those in just a bit. But like everything sort of happens. Everything in the fight is like, oh, he has to keep this thing away from Tai Long. Oh, just like the dumpling keep away game. And there's even in the dumpling keep away game, there was like a little shell game that happened. Mm-hmm. So it calls back to that where there's a little shell game. Or when, you know, he, his butt lands on Tai Long's face, I was like, you know, that would be just a stupid like laugh for the kids that like no one else in the audience would think is funny. Except for the fact that like right when they met, after he makes the panda joke, he's like, what are you going to do? Sit on me? <laughs> and Poe says, don't tempt me. And it winds up that, yeah, throughout the course of the fight, he does sit, sit on, on him, him a, a few lot, times. Yeah. yeah. And so, it like calls back to that and the whole thing with even where it's like it's it's kind of a weird fight scene because it's like it isn't like poe is actually beating him it's more like tai long is beating himself on poe <laughs> which feels a little deus ex machina except that like the first lesson that shifu teaches poe is like oh you identify your opponent's weaknesses and their strengths and you like use your strengths to nullify theirs mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's like exactly what's happening here is that he's like literally hitting him so hard and poe is just so resilient and like endurance based like that like nothing really hurts him that he just kind of bounces back and like runs <laughs> into him and puts his own force against him and it's like oh that's you know, like actually what's happening this time. like okay like that actually works because they like set it up in such a clever way and it calls back to this stuff there's even a call back to the to the rocket chair that he makes for himself yeah that he just uses this cart of fireworks to like zoom past tai long to get the to get the dragon yeah, or that like, like that little what was that the little punching bag thing where it's like we use that to train children and prop open the door on hot days <laughs> where like Poe's first training exercise was to punch it and he punches it and just bounce back and hits him mm-hmm. and like the entire fight with Tai Long is Tai Long hitting Poe and Poe basically just like bouncing back and hitting him <laughs> so like everything was set up in such a clever way where it's not like brutally obvious but you're like oh they were like setting the- that's clever like, it's not the exact same but it's all it all has something to do with stuff that happened earlier yeah. there's even really a spot clever. where the dragon scroll ends up on this really really high perch 
kind of like monkey's almond cookies. Yeah. And he has to like envision be, it. Yeah, exactly. Cookie. And he has to be super acrobatic to sort of get up there. And Tai Lung is just like, the scroll is giving him powers, you know, <laughs> just like getting him up there. Um, and, uh, but then it comes to a head where Tai Lung finally gets the drop on him and literally drops him. Like axe in, kicks him into yeah, oblivion. <laughs> into like this giant crater and then just like, like smashes down Z into him. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. One of those where like you just cut to a big wide shot and you just see this big shock wave, right? <laughs> yeah. So Poe's finally kind of down and out. And so Tai Lung gets the scroll and, uh, well, finds out, and we found this out a little bit earlier too, um, actually, we should call back to that. We forgot totally yeah, we about should, he, that. He basically opens it up and finds out that it's it's like this gold parchment where it just like reflects your face back at you, and it's just like it's nothing. Like there's nothing here. And then they flash back to what like Papa Goose told him, basically. Well, no, th- this was actually before a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Basically, so um, so Poe is like is leaving with his dad, and like kind of tells him like, yeah, it was all just nothing. And so to, his dad's like, oh, good. Now you can make new. Yeah. Today. It's like, uh, oh, okay. Dad. But he, but his dad loves him, right? He knows, and so he he tries to cheer him up by telling him the ingredient, the secret ingredient, the secret ingredient soup, and he just says, there is no secret ingredient. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's all just like in here, you know? It's, it's all like, in your head. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. If you think something is special and you treat it like it's special, then it's special. It doesn't need a special ingredient or whatever. So he re- so Poe realizes that that is what the dragon scroll is saying. Yeah. Um, and so cutting back to now, um, he actually does explain that to Tai Lung, but Tai Lung just can't deal with that. Yeah, Tai Lung like, can't accept it, which is kind of cool too because it shows that like Poe – uh, Poe got it because of who Poe is and like his mindset. It's not like you know that secret. It's like, oh, the heavens have opened up and now yeah. Tai Long. Tai Long is like too enraged to like understand that. Yeah. So. so he gears up and gives him the biggest nerve attack ever. <laughs> but does nothing. Does <laughs> Which nothing. also calls back to earlier in the movie because when Tigress ex- is explaining the whole history, <laughs> it's when Poe is in. Uh, I think it's Mantis or Viper's room, and Mantis is trying to give him like some acupuncture. Yeah, it's like help him through the day, and he's just having the worst time <laughs> finding his nerves through all this fat or fur. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what it is. He's like fat. I was gonna say fur, <laughs> but basically he's just having the worst time with it. And so it's like, oh, that actually makes sense now why the nerve attacks don't work because yeah. you can't get to it through all this. Fur. <laughs> so he's doing it to him constantly, but it's just tickling Poe the whole time through and just laughing. Yeah. Gosh, that's another like unexpected like moment that ends up in a lot of laughs too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like the scene where he he actually gets his house rocked, like is so jarring and comes out of nowhere. Like you're just sort of like, oh geez, I need to keep paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, and then it coming out from the big revelation to now laughing over the nerve attacks. Yeah. Flows. Yeah. It still somehow yeah. flows really well. Mm-hmm. So basically after that, um, again, just using his buoyancy to his advantage, <laughs> completely wrecks Tai Lung. Yeah. Um, there's a big it comes to a big head where Tai Lung like completely flies at him. Pulls a wily coyote when he well, yeah, he flies at yeah, him. Yeah, and then Poe <laughs> just uses his belly to shoot him directly 90 degrees up into the sky. <laughs> and then he comes out full wily coyote, leaving right. a giant hole in his shape. Even his tail. <laughs> and so he comes out completely disheveled like you you can't defeat me you got you're just a big fat panda and then he gets at him but then poe finally grabs him 
using the wuxi finger holds. Which also calls back to earlier in the movie <laughs> when uh, Master Shifu used the technique on him and Poe immediately recognized it because he knows everything about Kung he Fu. He goes like, oh, the wuxi finger hold. And Master <laughs> Shifu was like, oh, you know this hold. <laughs> Do and the I hardest- guess you know what happens when I flex my pinky like this. And he's like, no, 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 like that. You know what the hardest part of this movie is? Cleaning up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to now, he grabs Tai Lung in that same way and lifts his pinky. Yeah. Tai Lung is like, <gasps> the wooshy finger hold. And Poe is like, oh, you know this hold. <laughs> but he's like, you're bluffing. You're bluffing. Master Shifu wouldn't have taught you this. And he goes like, no, I figured it out with Skadoosh. <laughs> the and one part in the movie where he actually uses that catchphrase, which yeah. was like advertised a lot. It was. But... That word is like completely Jack Black, isn't yeah. that weird? It's like the worst like comic onomatopoeia, like yeah. Batman, like they used skadoosh. it perfectly because they like. I feel like they had hyped it up so much leading into the movie that you like expect it to be like, oh, this is gonna be a dumb running joke throughout the whole movie, but it wasn't. And when it actually happened, it was kind of satisfying that they actually used yeah, it. Yeah, like you a, saw it in all the ads. like a freaking like <laughs> Lightning McQueen Kachow thing. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Good Lord. So he does the wooshy finger hold on him and this grand ripple of like gold chi energy energy just flows miles away from the epicenter. Like, well, geez. (laughs) And all the like evacuated villagers like, oh, oh, what (laughs) What just happened? Yeah. Um, And I mean, it's exactly what you think happened. Tai Lung is now nowhere to be seen. (laughs) Non-existent. (laughs) We had to do some, I had to do some, (laughs) some research after this to see like. You have to know. Well, just to see like what the movie producers assume this was, you Uh know, like what do they think this was? Were they just like, and then he puts his finger down and then gold explosion. (laughs) Nobody was just sort of like gold, gold explosion, gold explosion. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, um, so they all go back into the valley because they're just like, "What the crap just happened?" <laughs> um, in, in the midst of all the gold and all the chi, gold chi comes dust. in this this silhouette <laughs> of um, the character that Poe describes in the very the beginning of the movie. Basically, the character who he imagined himself mm-hmm. as. Yeah. Comes through, find he's only wearing like a walk and a bib for some reason. <laughs> um, and then happily ever after, essentially, after yeah. that. Uh, because then afterwards, he, he they, go, they go back to Shifu. He tells Shifu what, what's happening. Shifu is still just like just laying on a bag like, of broken oh. bones on the floor. <laughs> just like, oh, I can't move. <laughs> and, but Poe tells him like what's going on. And that actually gives him like full on inner peace. Again, saying that the dragon warrior will give him inner peace. And he does. And they just sort of like, I just want to lay here. Like, you just want to <laughs> lay right here? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll I'll join you. And they lay in silence for like 15 seconds. Yeah, well, Poe looks like uncomfortable the entire time. <laughs> just like. She's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> you want to get something to eat? And she's just like. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> and then end of movie. That's the end of the movie. Oh, what Man. a great movie. Yeah. We've kind of already explained like a lot of the finer, the, the bigger things that we really enjoyed about it. It's just like being able to call back to other things in that movie in, in a in a great climax, you know? Yeah. It, in a way that like, even if you didn't realize that um, right from the get go, because I didn't on the first, I've seen this movie a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I've never really realized all those exact callbacks either. Um, 
Not right away, at least. They're it's, subtle enough to where when you get them, it's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're some of them are clear, right? Because the ones that are sort of closer to each other, like with the with the dumpling keep away and, like, the scroll keep away, like, those are fairly close to each other. But, like, the space between, like, the punching bag and the end, like, that's it's pretty spaced out. Or the space between, like, uh, what was one of the other callbacks I mentioned? Um I'm not remembering. But some of the, oh, like the, I mean, the rocket chair is pretty obvious. Like, you mm. see that, and you're like, oh, okay, that one's cute. But, like, a lot of the callbacks are spaced out enough to where it's not, like, immediately obvious. It doesn't feel like they're forcing it down your throat, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, oh, oh, or the one where he's like, you have to use your opponent's strength against them or whatever. That, like, never really comes up again until the final battle. And they don't, like, come out and tell you, like, Poe's like, ah, oh, I understand your first lesson. Use their <laughs> yeah. strength against them. Yes, it just shows you. It doesn't tell you. So they sort of leave it up to you to put the pieces together. It's like, oh, that's really clever. So when you figure it out, it's like, you did it. And it's like, your discovery. It's like, yeah, that was cool. And it also shows like a really intelligent vision of the movie from like front to back. Mm-hmm. Or like the secret ingredient to the noodles, right? Like that's one of the first thing you hear Poe's dad talking about. And it's not, you feel like it's like, oh, that's just something that crazy Poe's dad is talking about, <laughs> whatever. Moves. Yeah, but then it turns out like, oh, it wasn't just something. Some like red, like it was actually a proper use of Chekhov's gun. Where like everything mm-hmm. that's talked about winds up mattering in some mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Yeah, it's great. I um, my favorite thing about the movie is definitely the humor. Yeah. Uh, the the humor is done. I mean, like that's just the best way to put it. Is that the humor is not forced. It's completely organic, and it's it's completely all character driven as well. You know, yeah. like it's all the these these people are saying these funny things. Because of their characters. Yeah. If they're the straight man, some of the things <laughs> they say are funny because they're the straight character, you know? Yeah. If they're not... That's a lot of the, the interactions you know, like, between, like, Ugwe and Shifu. It's just good. Yeah. It's just good. The, the way that... Um, the way that these characters end up interacting with each other all in all, like, you know, Ugwe can mess with Shifu because they have a history, right? Yeah. But Ugwe doesn't mess with Poe. Ugwe, like, actually gives them, like, helpful proverbs and stuff, you know? They mess with him a little bit. It's like, oh, I guess totally. So, yeah, like, to- totally. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, even, like, even sometimes, like, Mantis, like... yeah. <laughs> there's the scene that Dave was talking about with the acupuncture. This is the scene also where we find out Tai Long's backstory and a little bit of Tigress's because Tigress is telling the story and she's just like, you know, rebuking him this whole way through. And, and like, you don't you know, take any like, of this seriously. Yeah. We put our whole like, life you know, on the line. He doesn't take any of this seriously. And as he does, Poe makes this like crazy goofy face at just like, he has this like look of complete somber on his face, right? He's just yeah. like, you know, because he's being, he's being scolded, you know, just like, oh, jeez, man. And then all of a sudden, like that, and Tigers is about to just give it to him. And the mantis is just like, no, 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 wait, 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 that was me. I think I hit his facial nerve. <laughs> and then like he like, and then he falls over, and then he's like, or his everything or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's good, and that's Seth Rogen too. That's a random role, I think for him. That's the only thing I think is just weird about. I think they just wanted someone with like a really deep voice to be this really small character. You know, just one of those like one of those little bits. Yeah. It's just it's some of the choices just sort of weird sometimes I think. Like, well, like all of the all of the five are like voiced by like somebody, right? They're voiced by a name. Yeah. Cuz Tigress is Angelina Jolie, right? Mhm. And who else is it? Uh Viper. I always want to say Crane is David Crane, but it's not David <laughs> Crane, it's David something. Else. It's David Cross. You're not you're not too far. <laughs> it's David Cross. Um if you don't know him, I just know him as Tobias Funke from Arrested Development. 
Uh, Viper is Lucy Liu. Vipress. Man- it's just girl. I think it's just called Viper, though. I thought they called her Viper. I know Tigress and Tigress. They say Tigress, but I think it's Viper. Anyways. Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman is Shifu. Yeah. Um, Monkey is Jackie Monkey, Chan. But then Monkey is Jackie Chan. Oh, you Master know? Viper, you're right. Like... Uh, I'm I'm not complaining really. Like I don't really have much to complain about this movie. It's just like you know they they put in Jackie Chan because it's a martial arts movie. You know it's calling back to martial arts and whatnot. <sighs> but like that's it. You know what I mean? Lucy Liu has done some martial arts stuff in her time. Um, but like Angelina Jolie has done action movies, so I guess that sort of qualifies that. And like, but Seth Rogen, for goodness sakes, <laughs> David Cross, for goodness sakes, like, I don't know. It, it's not a, it's not a big thing. It's not a big deal. I thought all their voice actors worked. They do, they actually don't have a whole lot of lines in the movie, so you kind of they kind of have to have voices that are memorable, you know. Uh, I guess. I mean, except Monkey. If you didn't know he was Jackie Chan, you would never be like, oh, that's Jackie Chan. I think actually voices. the first time I saw the movie, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, like when he talks, you're not like, oh, that's Jackie Chan. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he only gets like four lines in the whole movie. But <laughs> Ian McShane is is Tai Lung. I think um, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 1 and Kung Fu Panda 2 have like British actors as their as their villains. Yeah. And they do it so well. They're just, they're <laughs> villains. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think both of the villains in, in 1 and 2 have like they're just villains right they don't really have redeeming qualities or like well you know. they have enough so Tai Long isn't like great but at least you get the backstory where he like feels betrayed by Shifu like he has the moment where he's like you thought I was the dragon warrior and you trained me to like be the dragon warrior expect to be the dragon warrior and then as soon as it was taken away from me did you stand up for me no you just sided with your dumb old master you didn't know what the <laughs> heck he was talking about so like there's like enough backstory but I wouldn't Actually, yeah. I mean, he's still like, he's a good villain because there's just enough. He's threatening. He like he's like the cool villain who feels like he's got everything planned. All he needs to escape from this maximum security prison is like a duck feather, basically. <laughs> and he just makes it work. He's just like BA, and he's also very like calm and collected. But he's also like just psycho enough to where it like <laughs> basically completely puts him on edge against Poe, and that's sort of his downfall, right? Yeah. And so, but he gets enough backstory, and then like. The Peacock in Kung Fu Panda 2 is just like one of the best villains in like animated films. And I'll save that for when we talk about that movie, yeah, we'll just which I'm really excited about. But yeah, both these movies do a really good job with their villains being exactly who they need to be. So I think we're probably in the same in thinking that this was an unexpected joy. I mean, when you see Kung Fu Panda with the lead as Jack Black... You probably assume to see scenes like the training, the training scene, the initial training scene where he's just like getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> like you probably expect to see that, you know, and if you didn't see that, it'd be kind of weird. And you'd probably expect a final fight scene to be similar to what we saw, too. But like this was still not just a kid's movie, you know, because like, it takes itself like the message of sort of being. That's another thing that calls back. Right. Because when Poe is like, I came up here because. Yeah, it hurt when you like beat on me, but it hurt just being myself. So I, I stayed here because I thought like maybe you could change me into someone else, right? And then the whole message of the movie again winds up being like, oh, I just kind of needed to be myself. And me being a big fat panda turns out to be exactly what 
like the world needs in this one exact moment, right? And it doesn't force it down your throat by being like, oh, he didn't need to change me the whole time. Like I just had to be me. Like it, it's just, it's a callback to that, but it doesn't force you to recognize it. Like leaves it there like, oh, like he didn't have to like, like that was his whole thing. He's like, you need to change me. And like, how are you going to change me? And Chief was like, I don't know how I'm going to change you. <laughs> and it turns out he didn't need to change him. He just needed to understand him mm. right he didn't need to change him so he could train him just like tigress and them he needed to realize like oh this is how this guy works mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this is how this guy fights this is how this guy trains this is how he operates like okay now we're getting somewhere mm-hmm. and so it's easy to say that's just a schmaltzy kids message like just be yourself man and like everything will work out or like it needs you but it it handles it very well because in, like ultimately that is a good message it's just sort of become something we like snub our noses at because it's always delivered in the most cheesy <laughs> kingdom hearts like ways <laughs> possible you know and this movie just does it right and displays it in the right way like you still it's weird because like poe wins and the five like respect him but it doesn't feel like now poe is all powerful it's just like no he's he's him and the valley needed him in that moment. It didn't need Tigris. It didn't need Shifu. It didn't need Ugwe. It needed him. Like, and, you know, not because he's so great, but just because of who he is, kind of. And, like, Shifu needed him to bring him inner peace. Because, like, as he's training him, you start to see Shifu be, like, happier in the training and start to enjoy Kung Fu more. Whereas before, you know, they even, like, joke around how he's just, like, a grumpy old man and yeah. never smiles and whatever. And it just... It delivers that message really, really nicely. And, the like, the interaction between Poe and his dad is, like, really sweet. And you get that they, like, care about each other. And I don't know. It's, it all feels... Jack Black is one of those actors who, yes, he's known for, like, being crazy and stuff. But everything he, like, does and says feels very sincere. Yeah. Right? Like, you're, like, you believe his characters because he feels like he's just being so real with you in this weird, over-the-top way. Right? Mm-hmm. So... That's a big part of why the movie works and is not just a kid's movie. Like, it'll get the adults in the fields a little bit, too. There's nothing, excuse me, there's nothing, like, uncomfortable about this movie either. Like, there's tension at times, you know? Like, any good movie should have that sort of direction. But, like, there's nothing uncomfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you just said, the relationship (laughs) with Poe and his dad is nice. Even, like, the tension between uh, Shifu and Poe at times is not... Or, like, Tigress and Poe. Yeah, it's not uncomfortable. It's, it's like, warranted, you know? And, like, yeah. and you probably know that it's going to be rectified by the end, too. Like, it's, you know, it's a kid's movie at the end of the day, I think. Um, but um, nothing about it is so uncomfortable that, like, there's... N- I don't see how anybody couldn't enjoy this movie. Yeah. Straight up. I don't really see... I could see people being like, oh, I don't like Jack Black or whatever like that. But like, I feel like you just had to come in really snobby, right? You have to come in with like, oh, that movie's for kids. And like, oh, this this humor isn't for me. And not really paying attention to how it's delivered, right? It's like, oh, it's just slapstick humor where his butt's on his face. How droll. Yeah. Which is like what you expect, mm-hmm. but it delivers it well. Like, yeah. it does it all so well that you're like, you know... That's how, like, all humor really should be handled, and especially this kind, because it wouldn't work otherwise. Right. So it just delivers everything really well and mm-hmm. really convincingly. Yeah, I mean, it, and it... And everything the, looks gorgeous. We barely talked about, like, the colors they oh, use. Oh, yeah, the, and the color like, palette always has this, like, it's either, like, cool with, like, jade colors because of the jade palace... Or it has this, like, yellow and, like, red sort of, like, hue, like, palette to it. Yeah. Um, even the, 
um, the prison scene, the prison breakout scene contrasts with this like deep, dark, like blue in this like vibrant, like blood red. Yeah, this torch that's like not really a torch color. It's like this crimson red yeah. type thing. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a nice contrast. Yeah. Um, each of the each of the the Furious Five also is like you know again either green or like with that like sort of red or like yellow tint the orange, to them. Yeah, like tigress. Um, the Vipress has like a really interesting color palette where she like really pops. It's really nice. I like her design a lot. Mantis. Viper, not Vipress. <laughs> Mantis is all green, you know, because he's a mantis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just this movie's a winner. Yeah. This movie's a winner. I always think I, of the scene like where they pulled like that was the visual scene that got me the most where they like get the dragon scroll and it's they're like in the jade palace and it's like looking out to a sunset mm -hmm. and like the pillars are like a really nice gold with these like sharp edges it looks like almost hand drawn it's mm -hmm. really gorgeous um and the music's <sighs> all good on one hand you're like oh they used a pentatonic scale like that's cool like you think like oh anybody can kind of do that but they just i don't know it all sounds really good well, they used it, and they also like expanded on it too. Like, because mm -hmm. uh, so like I said, Hans Zimmer and John Powell—they're the writers of this. Everybody knows Hans Zimmer. John Powell is the sole score score composer behind How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, okay. Um, and that is that's a crazy good score. How to Train Your Dragon score is better than Kung Fu Pandas, and Kung Fu Pandas is really good. <laughs> From what I understand, and this is all inference, but like I know I, I read something about like. It was an interview with with Hans Zimmer, and he was like, you know, what do you think of like your work with John Powell, yada yada. And I, Hans Zimmer said something to the effect of like, you know, like I really wish him well, like in his future endeavors. John Powell does a lot of things way better than I can, <laughs> and I, I want to say that that maybe Hans Zimmer is referring to like his melodies because I really, really do believe that the main melody of Kung Fu Panda, which is like Uguay's theme. Da, 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 is that the main theme in the movie? I always think of the main th movie theme is more the like kind of at the beginning where he's like fighting off the baddies, and it's kind of like a jazzy remix of that. Uh, I don't think it is. Well, it comes back, at, <clears throat> but that comes back in Kung Fu Panda too. Like yeah, it's a so does theme. so does the in Kung Fu Panda 2 as well. Yeah, I guess it's debatable. You hear them both a lot. Uh, well, this theme is better. Okay. Um, I really do think that John Powell wrote that. Um, and Hans Zimmer, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they collaborate. I don't know to what degree. Um, the score is not necessarily the focus of the movie. There's a remix of Kung Fu Fighting at the end of the movie as well, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the score is good. I, I don't know if I don't own the whole soundtrack. I just own... The uh, the the bit of score when Uguay it's called Uguay ascends so that it's that scene yeah um so yeah it's it's good this is definitely probably like a a crown jewel I think in DreamWorks's um you know filmography so far yeah and it definitely was you know remember the preceding movie <laughs> was the B movie we went from the B movie and like coming into this I like I don't I didn't see this in theaters either and I don't blame you because like coming out of the B movie it was like Jerry Seinfeld as a B like and I will give you Jack, Jack Black, Black as, as a, panda. a panda like you're like oh gosh like you guys please stop please <laughs> Before that was like Will Smith as the fish. As fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this one turned out to be, yeah. Like they're all named after animals. Shark Tail. B movie. <laughs> Mad to Gascar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't Let's not forget that movie happened. When did that happen? Uh, was that after? No, this was way before. Yeah, because I remember the animation and that definitely not being as good. No, it was like uh, sometime after Shrek 2, I think. That movie was all right. 
I actually never seen any of the Madagascars. Uh, well, now Jeremy's gonna hate you because like that's legit one of his and his family's favorite movie. Oh, I really? Know that for a fact. Yes, I actually saw it for the first time with them. It was good. Well, then maybe I guess we'll have to see it then. Yeah, we should do that eventually. Is it uh, worth it? Was it? Was was that the response to the wild, or was the wild the response to Madagascar? The wild was a response to Madagascar. Okay. That this was the first time where Disney was on the run, because <laughs> up until then. Uh, DreamWorks was on the run for Disney. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, yeah, that the wild <laughs> from Disney was the first like response where Disney was like, "Wow, we these guys are oh geez, we have to yeah li- li- really quickly you let's know, just poop out this movie." You know, following here. Dinosaur, Disney kind of <sighs> went into <laughs> and DreamWorks didn't take advantage of it as much as they probably could have, but enough. <laughs> I, I would say I think Madagascar is worth watching. I think it's a funny movie. It's clever. Okay. All right. So. I ain't got nothing against it. Yeah. I just isn't uh isn't there a Baja men song in there? They're like, oh da, 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 da. uh why am I asking you this? <laughs> Who's the Baja? Oh, are you kidding me? Are they like the Beach Boys? Are you kidding me? Is that what they grew up? No, into? no, no. I am dead serious this time. Are you kidding me with this? You don't know the name the Baja men? Who no. let the dogs out? Oh, is that them? Oh. Oh. Do you have anything else you want to say about the movie? Because I want to leave. Great movie. Nine out of ten. Go see. <laughs> this always happens. I feel like this always happens. Whenever we're like doing a movie cast, I'm just all like, oh yeah, didn't like the Baja Men do that one? You're just like, who is the Baja Men? It would be much easier for you to tell me all the stuff you do know yeah. than all the stuff you don't know. That's very true. <sighs> very, very true. My goodness. Are we done? You're done, that's for sure. (laughs) Stick a fork in him because he's done. Uh, All right. Yeah, we're done. All right. Great movie. Great movie. Good job, Jack Black. So that's Kung Fu Panda 1. At some point in the future, hopefully in the near future, we're going to talk about Kung Fu Panda 2, which may be one of like the best like animation sequels of all time. Yep. May maybe, and I'm totally I'll saying say that is. as well. I'll say it is. I mean, I haven't really given it much thought because let's let's be honest. Because, yeah, we, let's be honest. There's other ones we really have to think of. That's true. You know, Tarzan two. Is there a Tarzan two? Yeah, some straight to DVD BS right there. Oh, it probably is. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. I we I watched that on a tour bus. It's terrible. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like a vignette of like three random stories. It like starts out with Tarzan. It's like, oh, Tarzan, you're the king of the jungle. Like, and they. It turns into something of like, oh, I remember this one time. And it's just a movie of like three like vignettes of Tarzan. That is, it's like if you were watching three episodes of the Tarzan animated series. That is so offensive. I don't think actually existed. That is like so <laughs> offensive. Like, is this what you think of me as a moviegoer? This is what I want to see? Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Anyway. Oh man! All right. So yeah, like I said, we'll be doing Kung Fu Panda two in the future, and we're we're gonna have to do that a lot of justice because we have a lot of love for that movie. Yeah. I think Dave especially. I really love that movie too, but I think Dave loves it even more. Yep. Um. So yeah, we'll give it that much time as well, and just also just to show that DreamWorks doesn't just make stinkers; they really don't. They don't just make the B movie and Shrek. <laughs> so. And Road to El Dorado. So oh, good lord! Why don't you do Prince of Egypt sometime too? That'd be a fun one. Oh, absolutely! I'd love to. Yeah. All right, so thanks for sticking with us on another movie cast. Hopefully you love Kung Fu Panda as much as we do. If you actually don't... What is wrong with you? Well, please chime in. I want to know, and I want to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
uh, again, thanks for staying with us. We'll give out our special thanks as usual. Special thanks to uh, Danny Barrett Huber for the artwork and to the combined efforts of uh, Rob KTA, OC Remix, Expert Novice uh, for the intro and outro music. And uh, we actually have some more stuff planned for you guys in the future. We are not done yet. You cannot get rid of us. <laughs> so guess, yeah. we will see you on the next one. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,